Discover your real estate career with Joe Lenz and Stephanie Gordon. Hello and welcome back. I am super pumped today because we have a very special guest. I have with me today not only my good friend, but also one fantastic insurance agent, Michael Williams from Williams Insurance, actually the president of Williams Insurance. So welcome, Michael. Thank you, Stephanie. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me here. Of course. So tell us a little bit about you, your company, and what you're all about. Well, we've been around uh, for quite a long time. Uh, my great-grandfather started the company in 1941 in Long Beach. Um, it's gone through you know, a few changes over those years uh, as the industry has changed. Um, but uh, yeah, we've been at it a long time, and we're a property and casualty agency mainly. Uh, that means that we deal a lot with uh, home and auto and umbrellas for personal line insurance. But we also do a number of other things like commercial and health and life and all that sort of stuff. So I have a team of agents that work at our at our office. Um, average experience of just about over twenty years. Wow. Yeah, and uh, so yeah, I would say that we've got a lot of a lot of expertise in the office. Definitely, I love it. So you're here today because what's crazy is homeowners insurance is such a big piece of owning a home, obviously, um, but it's usually one of those last minute items in that whole home buying process, escrow process, and so it really shouldn't be. No, I mean, it, you you probably should get started on it a little sooner than a lot of people do. I know that it's kind of in the back burner. Buying a house is really exciting, and there's all the moving pieces and all your guys' documentation. Sometimes that policy gets pushed onto the back burner, and never know what could happen. So why should they, so really it should be you open up escrow and as soon as possible contact the insurance agent and get that running. Why is it important to get that started? Yeah, you know, it's not that hard to get an initial quote from your agent these days. We have the ability to access tons of public records, um, both public facing to consumers and also um, more proprietary programs that we have in our office that can dig up all sorts of information on a property. Um, but for a number of reasons, it's early. It's good to get in a little bit early, uh, even before escrow or lenders start requesting mm. the quote. Meaning, you know, you might even start. Uh, I don't think your agent should be upset if you're at contacting the day after you're looking at going into escrow, because the quotes are pretty easy. The reason being is um, mainly, you know, we're talking about fire exposures mm -hmm. um, in this state, right? We have a lot of that these days. Unfortunately, the wildfires have been tremendous and um, they're really reshaping how our industry works and people are going to be very shocked to see their premiums change mm -hmm. and a lot of non-renewals so that's going to go into folks buying new homes too houses that you yeah. wouldn't think are brush exposures uh, are going to have a much more difficult time maybe placing coverage so i was in sacramento a couple of weeks ago with the california association of realtors and that was such a hot topic yeah. and it really does impact the housing affordability big time so it's so what kind of in regards to uh, fire insurance you were saying that they're kind of restructuring some of those things yeah um without getting too much into the technical parts of it uh there's a, a system in place called Fireline, and it kind of assesses the score of, of a house and mm -hmm. the likelihood that it's exposure to a wildfire. And that number combined with uh, a special hazard score that they come up with determines whether a carrier wants to write a house in that area. 
and the both the mapping for that is changing and also the acceptable scores are changing carriers mm-hmm. used to be much more lenient um again i don't want to get too technical but they would write up to what maybe a seven or an eight or a nine, a nine sometimes and now you're seeing them stopping at four three oh, two wow. right so houses that you wouldn't think have a brush exposure uh, are getting denied for wildfire because before it used to be backed up to a hillside obviously that's high fire risk right the easy ones are easy to spot right yeah it's it's the surprising ones that get escrow hung up yeah uh, because they're not expecting it things like access road access utility qualities uh, the wind the um just a number of, of different things that could go on that might change whether it's acceptable so we can get into it a little bit. I mean, there's a, a program that the state runs called uh, Fair Plan, and the carriers partner with this government fund mm-hmm. um, pretty much for hard-to-place risks, and it can be a lot more expensive. I would say it's on average about a 25% increase Whoa. over what most people expect their premiums to be, um, and they will take higher-risk things, but it's more complicated. You're getting... You have multiple layers to the policy. So realtors, think about this. If you're representing a buyer and you fail to, for lack of a better word, push your buyer into the homeowner's insurance world early on, think about this. You're nearing the close of escrow. It is now a lender. It's a lender condition, obviously, that they need proof of homeowner's insurance. You've removed contingencies, let's say. Past that. 17 day so you pass right? that yeah. mark, and here you are at the, what's the word, 11th hour, 12th hour, yeah. how, whatever yeah. hour you are at the very end, and now it's a super high risk fire. Yeah. So it could either be way too expensive. Sure. Or it could be uninsurable, correct? Right. And you know, the funny little thing, um, normally with escrows, we bind coverage ahead of time, and the escrow office pays the carrier mm-hmm. later. And the carriers are fine with that. They, they understand that this is all based on the close and you know, accept, accepting the risk. So one thing interesting about the fair plan is they actually won't bind a policy until they've received the money. Wow. So if you have an escrow close or an impound type of setup, um, you can't provide insurance until the money's already received. So just another reason to do it way yeah, ahead of time exactly. and, and not wait. And, and you know, it's uh, just something you really don't want to... It's terrible to hold up an escrow for something that is fairly easily fixed mm-hmm. if with just a little bit of forewarning. Yeah. Let's talk about flood insurance. Oh, yeah. Flood insurance is another interesting one that's being restructured. I know you spent some time recently uh, hearing about that back east, and um, they're remapping flood zones. So uh, flood is one of the other policies that could be required mm-hmm. by a lender to close. That's um, not always the case. Fire insurance is every lender is going to require that. But depending on where a house is, a lender might require that your flood policy be put in place. And there's a number of programs that you can go through. The traditional one that Mm -hmm. you had heard about, National Flood Insurance Program, uh, which just got extended, right? Just got extended. Yeah. Um, That's kind of always been the the one-stop shop for lender-required coverage, because that was all they would accept. Um, good news is, July 1st, uh, some timely news here, they've opened up to private markets. 
there's always been an option for private markets, mm -hmm. but the lenders wouldn't accept it. Now, going forward, these private markets will be accepted by lenders and allow you to place coverage and close escrow. That's um, good news. This should drive down rates over time. But in the meantime, you know, one of these reasons this was a compromise, they opened up private markets, uh, houses that used to not require flood insurance are now requiring flood insurance. Interesting. Yeah. Um, even so, you know, we're here in North Orange County and you think a lot of the non-beach cities in North Orange County, there's not a flood risk, but there's drainage canals, runoff areas, um, depressions in land that you just don't even see. And they're requiring any of those that back up to any of that stuff now hmm. requires. Yeah, it's, it's a kind of a new new topic. I think the compromise was open up the markets a little bit. And there you so. go. That's still super important. Yeah, I mean, we, we see, for example, I, we have a, a client in our office who bit the bullet. They wanted the house, so they ended up paying for it. They had a $1,200 home insurance premium. Okay. Nothing too crazy, no. right? They have a $4,000 flood insurance premium are you kidding yeah so talk about a surprise for that client you know all the way into escrow getting ready to close and guess what there's another four thousand bucks every year that you're gonna need oh to pay my god yeah so again it's one of those it's i feel like we're just continuing to add check marks to do it as soon as possible because those surprises are a little bit easier to digest at that point well at least it gives you some thought i mean maybe you decide maybe, it's not right for maybe you. Maybe you decide it's not right for you. Maybe you're just more emotionally prepared for what it's <laughs> going to take to get your dream house, right? Yeah. I mean, that's that's okay, too. Interesting. So one of the things when uh, somebody comes to you looking for a homeowner's insurance policy that you do pretty much immediately is pull yeah. past claims, right? We try to do that as fast as we can, yeah. So what's the important importance of looking at the claim what's it called the claims uh, claims history okay um yeah so claims history is an interesting thing it depending on what carrier you go with claims at the the property you're trying to purchase that occurred from the prior owner mm -hmm. might actually affect your eligibility and rate really and it, that one kind of makes sense and you think that you know if this house has had two water losses in the last three years the likelihood okay. of just because you own it now doesn't mean that the water losses are going to disappear. Um, so that can be really important. Now, not all carriers have that stipulation, but a number of them do. Okay. Uh, the other thing to keep in mind uh, that realtors might want to just at least maybe ask their clients, their buying clients, is claims that they've had at their current property Oh. Uh, can actually follow them to really? a new property. And so most of the time, one claim isn't a big deal. Two claims, you start to get a little hairy. Three claims, you have a real eligibility concern. So if you have a house that might have one claim on it and your buyer has a claim on their other house, uh, it could affect eligibility. Interesting. Yeah, it's more related, maybe like a liability claim. Got it. But it is something to consider. And I know disclosures. Yes. So, we, so the sellers get a... a you know, yeah. and you've been through the home buying process yeah, before. With you. Thank with, you. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> but where the sellers are required to fill out these disclosures, yeah. one of the questions, um, which sometimes gets missed, right? It certainly seems is, that way. Yeah, yeah. is um, sellers are required to disclose any insurance claims within the last five years. But five years doesn't seem like a whole chunk of time. But there's actually other questions on those same disclosures that say, any water damage, and there's no time frame on that. Right. So 
Um, again, for all you realtors out there that are your sellers are uh, filling out those disclosures, make sure you know you are asking that question if there's been any claims or water damage because that stuff could really come back and bite you, and that is no fun. It's no fun. You know, water claims are uh, obviously the wildfires get the news here in California, and they're very dramatic and traumatic, and they affect a lot of people at once. Um, water claims are kind of the opposite. They're, mm-hmm. they're death by a thousand cuts for insurance carriers. And that sounds miserable. <laughs> it, it is. It's rough. It's, um, it's something that they've been dealing with for probably the last 15 years. This increased water claim activity it has to do with a lot of the new construction that California has had and where the materials are coming from mm-hmm. and what's in the water and all that. But, uh, these small claims that are constant just really affect their ability to remain profitable and they're in turn going to pass that on to the consumer. Mm-mm. And so water claims are a big deal. Uh, if you have two water claims in five years, good luck finding water or home insurance. Mm-hmm. You know, it's that's a real problem. And you can go from a policy that might be $1,200 to a policy that's $3,500, $5,000. I mean, we've, we've seen premiums skyrocket on some of these homes uh, that we write. Well, I, I sure hope we've kind of... Uh, pounded it in as far as the importance of... Yeah, you know, it's a tough subject. Yeah, of early, you know, starting that whole process early. I would like to thank you so much for coming out today and spending some time with us. Um, For those of you, I'm going to do my little plug here, for those of you that are looking for an amazing insurance agent, look no further than Michael Williams with Williams Insurance. Their contact info, if you want to reach out to them, Um, or if you have any questions specifically for Michael, their contact info will be in the show notes and he'll be happy to respond. But thank you so much. I really appreciate your time. I appreciate you having me here. Uh, This was a lot of fun. (laughs) I'm always happy to talk about insurance. I hope others are happy to listen. (laughs) (laughs) All righty. Thank you guys so much. And we'll talk to you next time. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe and then share it with someone you think will benefit from it.